Thank you to Western Washington Coalition for Life for sponsoring today's broadcast of Live Talk Northwest. Born from prayer and a promise in 2018, the WWCFL's mission is to provide encouragement and support through resources, education, and information focused on embracing the beauty and sanctity of all human life. Engage with WWCFL at wwcfl.org or on Facebook at Western Washington Coalition for Life. Thank you, WWCFL, for supporting Life Talk Northwest. Hello and welcome to Life Talk Northwest on Sacred Heart Radio. This is Katie Welch, former Northwest Regional Coordinator and Industry Impact Coordinator for Students for Life of America and Students for Life Action. And I'm Dan Kennedy, board member and former CEO of Human Life of Washington, and we are delighted that you are here to listen to the truth about life, love, and forgiveness. Today, we have a guest that it is important for you and others to hear her story. Kim Marvin is an abortion survivor. The doctor told her mother she wasn't a viable embryo, but today... Kim is more than viable. She's a passionate member of the Abortion Survivors Network. As a graduate of the University of Washington School of Business and a small business owner, Kim formerly served as the marketing and retail specialist at Escape to Peace, whose mission is to bring hope, healing, and recovery to teen survivors of sex trafficking. Kim believes her life was saved to be a voice for the voiceless as she tells her miraculous life-changing story of survival and the power of forgiveness and a special welcome kim kim and i uh know each other we're so glad you are here (laughs) thank you for having me why don't uh, let's start by why don't you simply share your your story of survival okay i will thank you for Letting me speak to the masses, I really feel that this is an important story, and there's a lot more than just me who have survived abortions. Um, To begin with, my story starts as a nightmare. As far back as I can remember, as a very little child, I would have these terrifying nightmares. They would um, be—it would start with a feeling, and I knew when I had that feeling it was coming— All of a sudden, I would be like in a fog, and then, boom, I'm in this dark, veiny room. And there is a black object hovering in the left-hand corner. It was almost of a liquid, and and many people asked me what that could be, and that was the chemical that was used Mm -hmm. for the abortion. So I want to get that answered for everybody who's wondering what the black blob is. Each year, it would get a little closer and closer. I do remember, and I was probably two months in the womb, pushing back. I was always had, I was always pulling back. And when I was fifteen, this black object was close enough to where I felt it was going to kill. I knew that this black blob was going to kill me. It had a present very hard to explain, Mm -hmm. but at two months in the womb, I knew I was being threatened, and at 15, I woke up. I ran into my parents' room crying. They woke up, and I started to describe this dream, this nightmare, 
as I'm describing all of the details, as I did to you, mm-hmm. I'm watching the color drain from their faces. Oh, my. I'm wondering, what is it that they know? And my mother and father looked at each other, and my mother said to me, I almost had you aborted. And you'd think that I'd be devastated at 15 to hear that. I barely knew what an abortion was. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I was very relieved that I now knew what was what I was in. I was in my mother's womb. And that was miraculously healing for me. Was it? My, my parents were unmarried high school sweethearts and found themselves pregnant. Um, they... My mother, I have to this day, I still see the pain of abortion in her eyes. And I don't know, you know, by God's grace, he is such a healing and loving God. And she is such a brave woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that this was an accident. And compared to other abortion survivors, our stories are so different. But there's a core belief that we were saved for a reason, and we're here for such a time as this. I am here to say that um, we are strong, we're alive, we have a very strong belief in who saved us, and we have a mission to share these stories with others. The night, I should continue, the night that I did um, Mm -hmm. share my nightmare with my mother and father, my mother and I, my mother said, Kim, I am so sorry. She said, she said, do you forgive me? And I said, of course, Mom, I forgive you. Wow. And we said maybe a two-minute prayer. We all went back to bed. And a miraculous occurrence was for me, I never had the nightmare, that terror that, that tortured me year after year after year. It disappeared. Wow. Because I believe of the power of forgiveness between a mother and a daughter, it wiped that slate. It just took it away. I can't even try to have that nightmare. I was so familiar with it. It's gone. Forgiveness is very powerful. Just why I can't stress that enough, and I know it's very hard. You know, that's amazing. It is amazing. It is such a profound story with the sense that you had in the womb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think speaks volume mm-hmm. uh, to our listeners, to the world. It speaks volumes about the truth about unborn human beings. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many people out there that don't believe they're alive they don't believe they're viable but i mean in reality babies can feel pain so early and they have they can hear they can i mean there's so many things that babies can do while they're still in the womb mm-hmm. so kimberly could you talk to us a little bit about um, abortion survivors network and maybe kind of how they affected your life as a survivor absolutely um First, I want to say, and this is pretty much consistent with all survivors, um, we believe that we are the only one on the planet. It tends to be a very lonely, isolated feeling, 
and really nobody wants to talk about it that's in your family. In fact, Mm -hmm. I do have Mm -hmm. constant communication with my mother about this and my father. And we're in a very, very good place, and therefore I'm sharing my story because I've gotten a blessing to go ahead with this. Even though it is one of the darkest secrets, it is going to shed light on the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, So being isolated and not being able to talk about a big piece of your life is very hard, and all of us have experienced that. So at one point I saw Abby Johnson down in Tacoma, I believe it was, 10 or so years ago. Sure. And I ran up to her and I said I survived an abortion, and she immediately said, you're not the only one, contact Melissa Oden. I contacted Melissa Oden, and it took me nine years to... Um, call her back because it's a big thing to process. Oh, you bet. Mm-hmm. And she, so sweetly, she had, she kind of walked me through, you know, start writing things down, Kim. There's more of you. I'll connect you with another girl that I've met. So I talked to her. All of a sudden, there's this spark of hope. And then I think it took nine or ten years to call her back. And she said, Kim, I started a network. And now, you have to understand, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> and she said, there's a lot of us. There's about 300 or some number like that. I was mm-hmm. like, what? No, there was 100 at the time. And it was so, uh, see, I just get choked up. It was so amazing to hear there's more. You have this, I don't know, it's a new spark. And she started in 2019 Abortion Survivor Network. It's been it's had a profound impact on my life. It takes you through a healing program, which Melissa wrote a book for us to go through this healing process. It's given us all empowerment, and we meet at least once a year, if not more, which has built community. We have Zoom calls. I run the international community Zoom with international survivors all over the world. Wow, Sri Lanka. That's cool. Germany, the Netherlands, Australia, you name it, we've probably got a contact there. So that has given each of us, it's like watching somebody come out of sex trafficking is what I could describe. They usually have to leave sex trafficking seven times before they trust the person that um, is trying to help them. And in Abortion Survivor, there is a bit of that as well. We don't trust. So you're always testing. And to watch a person take their name off of the Zoom screen and let you see their face and have an interaction with them, it's just it just warms my heart mm-hmm. because they trusted. They let the guard down, and they're ready to talk. And let me tell you, there is a new light that shines through their eyes when you're meeting with them. And you can watch the healing. Um so I can't say enough about Abortion Survivor Network, and I do want to reach out to anybody that may have survived an abortion. I would suspect that most people who have survived abortions don't even know they survived an abortion. Mm-hmm. But Abortion Survivor Network has been a lifeline for so many people. It is too many to count. And currently we have over 633 survivors who have wow. reached out to Abortion Survivor Network. That 
is incredible. There are so many questions I want to ask you, but we're up against a break. Just it's unbelievable how quickly that went. But I do want to find out a little bit more about, uh, you know, I, I just admire your mother. Uh, oh, yes. The, the courage to, to say, Kim, you know, go ahead and, and tell the world. Um, mm-hmm. It's just uh, astounding. What a courageous woman. And what a courageous woman you are. Uh, we, this is Life Talk Northwest, and Katie and I and Kim will be back right after the break. Our commitment to the dignity and value of all human beings is the reason why the ecclesial community establishes such things as soup kitchens, provides shelter for the homeless, medical care for the poor. Same conviction should compel all of you today to defend the right to life of every human being from conception to natural death, to care for and protect the unborn and all those whom others might deem inconvenient or undesirable. Welcome back to Life Talk Northwest on Sacred Heart Radio. This is Katie Welch. We are speaking with Kimberly Marvin. She actually survived an abortion. Um, Kimberly, can you go maybe deeper into your forgiveness with your mom? Yes. Um, I think that when I describe this nightmare, I can't, I couldn't even imagine what that would have been like to be my mother at that point. Yeah. She was, she was raised by, um, her dad died at seven when she was seven and her mother lost two husbands very, um, quickly and, was raising three children on her own. So there wasn't a lot of talk about things that were disturbing or not pleasant. In fact, nobody ever sat with my mother and told her her father died. Oh, jeez. So speaking about things that are hard, Mm -hmm. this was like a smack of this isn't going away. And she, by God's grace, had this... um, she told me. I mean, she could have said anything, but she told me the truth. That's the amazing thing. Yeah. Yes. And, Absolute and to, courage and openness. Yes, we all have those dark areas of our life we don't want to talk about, we don't want anybody to know about. But my mother is is such a hero for everybody because she's saying, go, go ahead. I know that this is what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. And overcoming the fear, the, you know, being um, judged, being, it just, it just exposes you in a way that it makes you so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I believe that um, she is such a strong, stoic woman. In fact, she's a, she's a type of mother that she may not say a lot, but when she says something, you listen. Right, right. And when 
that act, that exchange of forgiveness, although it didn't take very long, it was so powerful. It had a bit of peace in it that it was finally known. And even though I still see pain, because how is it never going to not give her pain? Sure. I don't know. Sure. I think that anybody that's gone through the nightmare of abortion, Absolutely. I don't think anybody wins. The, the no. woman and the baby both lose. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a cross uh, you carry with you, and there's not, you know. Yes, and we all carry some cross at, at some point, but she's willing to expose the cross she's carrying. Yeah, she is such a her. courageous woman. It, it's just, yes. um, you know, it is by God's grace that she is willing to, you know, it's in some sense it's like Mary letting Jesus go yes. to the cross, you know. Uh-huh. Um and in some sense, it's that it's that sorrow of a mother, you know. Amen. Um, and uh, that is so impressive. Um, mm-hmm. And and to think that after in that forgiveness, that terrible nightmare that you had of of being in the womb and something, some black presence trying to kill you, and mm-hmm. and then it's it's just gone. After that, gone. You know, the darkness mm-hmm. was exposed, and it's just gone. Um, it yes, is astounding. Very true. Well, can can you tell us? Uh, I might mention also that um, for those who want to check out the Abortion Survivors uh, Network, it's abortionsurvivors.org on on the, the internet. And or you could just Google abortion survivors and it'll bring it up too. And they and we have Melissa has revamped the website. It is full of information. It's full of you know studies on current numbers of how many abortion survivors there are. Wow. Approximately just under eighteen hundred a month in the United States alone, and those are based on Canadian um, correlated figures because they do report a live birth. U.S. is not so much accurate with that, but these numbers are staggering. And then we have a map of how many survivors um, are in your state, how many survivors have survived in your state. This is full of, it's busting with information. Yeah, in fact, you can click on your state, for example, mm-hmm. the state of Washington. I forget what the number 37, was. 37, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, but let's talk a little bit more uh, about um, your the international outreach that you have with with this, mm-hmm. I, I find that uh, astounding. You know, well, it's I think that there's isolation, especially in Europe. Um, it's not discussed here in the United States, at least. We do have a little bit of discussion about it, thanks to all of you out there who have sacrificed and have um, stood up for the unborn. And in the international group, I happen to start my healing process with an international group. And we still meet to this day after, I think we've been meeting for two years, over two years. We just touch base once a month, see how everybody's doing. It's very important to stay connected because lots of things pop up in your life. And nobody understands it better than another survivor. Mm -hmm. So there is this... um, genuine connection that we see. And just recently, I run this international group with another woman in Alaska, and 
We meet with people from all over the world. They are just thirsty to talk about it, to say, do you know anybody else in my area? Is there any way I can connect? Because they're just one person in in this big world that that wants to be with somebody who understands them, who knows what they're struggling with. Um, it's very empowering. Yeah. And I have, I, I don't know, I, there's no words I can express. You just have to be there, which you can't. But right. <laughs> it's just such a beautiful experience of um, genuine connection, community, empowering. Those who are going through speakers training, you're, you're just having quick meetings with them to say, how's it going? What can I do? Can I pray for you? It just felt mm-hmm. like a new family. I would say it's, we all have our families, but this has become a family for a lot of survivors and has just, been a lifeline, literally, for a lot of survivors. That's so wonderful. Could you talk to us a little bit more about the healing process and what that looks like for both you and then other survivors as well? Yes, yes. Um, well, as you know, there's a bit of trauma involved in this because in the womb, you're not only growing and thriving, but you're experiencing what your parent is experiencing. And mm-hmm. there's been, the stories are vast and far and few between of all the different experiences survivors have had. They are, um, we go through a healing program that digs into uh, trauma, rejection, even thinking or talking about your story to each another person on Zoom. Um, it goes very deep into just the things that you're dealing with without getting too detailed. And you're able to share that with others who are going through this process. And a lot of times it's kind of a joke. There's always a chapter that you don't want to read. So you just skip <laughs> that chapter. Yeah. And you'll come back to it later. And sometimes you don't come back to it later. Sometimes it's five years from now you come back to it. But we mm-hmm. all kind of go at our at our pace. And the love and tenderness that occurs and the bond that happens with these survivors is palpable. And Melissa did a fabulous job putting together this study guide. It's been very helpful. How how frequent is this um, <clears throat> this connection with the birth mother? Uh, is that uh mm. some some yes some no some well you're dealing with people who have been adopted which is which is always a phenomenal opportunity and some of them are trying to reach their birth mothers some don't want to reach out to them mm-hmm. some mothers don't want to talk to them and you know again this trauma gets reintroduced. They thought it was gone sure, and it's back. Sure. Um, and then within the families that the biological parent raised them, it's very interesting. There is a bit of a consistency how many of us have had dreams or nightmares. It's really? a lot of us who have um, been raised by our bi- biological families. And I think just because it's not talked about. And if God needs it out there, He's going to bring it out in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. That that um, you know, it's such a 
such a surprising kind of kind of thing that it it comes to light the experiences that we can have prior to birth um mm-hmm. you know and then again i think of the courage of of your mother and and yeah. someone who says hey, you know kim this is this is what you're meant to do and i'll let you do it and um mm-hmm. you know that is just uh that's a very courageous woman your mother I want to, I do want to say this, and this is, my mother, again, is a few words, but when she speaks, you listen. Mm-hmm. One day, she just looked at me in the car, and she says, Kim, do the survivors know that their mothers did not abort them? They aborted a situation, and I think that that was so profound, and I shared that with some other survivors, and it almost causes a lull a silence Mm -hmm. while they process that because you can tend to take it so personally. Sure. But really the, the mother's in a situation of panic backed in the corner, quick decision. Yep. Absolutely. And my mother was taken to, uh, the abortion doctor by her mother and she was 17. She didn't really process all of this. This was a, you're pregnant this is what we're doing, and we're doing it now. And her brain could barely wrap her head around this, but it was a situation, and it isn't as if they looked at us and made that decision. And I think that's really if if my mother is a hero, yeah. she's also incredibly wise. Yeah, and she shared that, and it's made a huge difference for a lot of survivors. Well, this this is. Uh, just amazing. We have already are out of time. Um, but Kim, uh, I want to thank you so much for being here and uh, for sharing your story with our audience. Uh, it is such a blessing for them. It's a blessing for Katie and I um, to hear your story. And uh, I want to thank you for being here. It's an honor and it's a privilege to be here to speak for all of the unborn. So thank you for having me. And I want to thank our listeners. I'm Dan Kennedy. And I'm Katie Welch. Thank you so much, Kim. God bless you all. Thank you to Western Washington Coalition for Life for sponsoring today's broadcast of Live Talk Northwest. Born from prayer and a promise in 2018, the WWCFL's mission is to provide encouragement and support through resources, education, and information focused on embracing the beauty and sanctity of all human life. Engage with WWCFL at WWCFL.org or on Facebook at Western Washington Coalition for Life. Thank you, WWCFL, for supporting Life Talk Northwest.